0: Welcome to the Change Management Reviews Podcast, where we bring the best of change management to you. On this episode, Editor-in-Chief Teresa Moulton talks with Dr. Jennifer Fram, Director of Conversations of Change and Executive Coach. I'm sure you'll enjoy today's discussion about Organizational Change Management and Social Media.
1: Welcome to the Change Management Review Podcast. Today we're lucky to have Jennifer Fram, one of our most listened to guests, back to speak with us about organizational change management and social media. Dr. Jen Fram is the Director of Conversations of Change and an experienced change management practitioner, communications professional, and executive coach. With a deep understanding of communication, change management, and human behavior, Jen uses her expertise to help companies execute strategic change while supporting delivery. She is drawn to clients who appreciate a commitment to light, laughter, and life. She has worked across multiple industries including pharmaceutical, utilities, financial services, manufacturing, retail, and within public, private, and not-for-profit sectors. Her change projects have included culture change, process change, legislative change, mergers and acquisitions, and technology systems change. Jen continues to lecture on the topic of future of work, organizational change, and leadership at local universities. Her Ph.D. addressed how employees experience different communication models models when undergoing continuous change. Jen's leadership roles with the International Association of Business Communicators, the Organizational Change Management Practitioners LinkedIn group and the Change Management Professionals Community of Practice has placed her at the forefront of world developments in change management. Listed in the Change Management Review's five next-generation change management thought leaders and the change sources, the top 20 change visionaries you need to know, she is also a solo change agent with Agents Change Agents Worldwide Network. You can continue the Conversations of Change with her on Twitter at Jen Fram via her podcast series, Conversations of Change, or her Facebook page, Conversations of Change. So without further ado, welcome Jen.
0: Uh, Thank you, Teresa. It's an absolute pleasure to be back with you uh, today.
1: Yes, I've been very much looking forward to it, especially with this juicy topic of um, social media and organizational change management. So I've been looking forward to picking your brains about this.
0: Yeah, no, it'll be good fun. It's, uh, It's a hot topic and, you know, I think it's one that change practitioners really don't utilize that much, so uh, yeah let's let's
1: get into it, okay, great, so in terms of um social media and an organizational change management initiative, you know why does it make sense to actually deploy social media as part of your change management work approach?
0: yeah yeah um excellent question and and let me say from i guess from the outset when I'm thinking about social media i'm thinking about communication platforms which give people the opportunity to comment without barriers um, mm-hmm. so their comments comments become apparent immediately and it gives people the opportunity to share content and so to that extent, I think you know what what is social media in organizations it's it's everything from your your enterprise social network like Gamma or Jive or any of those kind of platforms. Um, SharePoint that's enabled with, with commenting and the ability to share um, Slack as a mobile app that you can use within Teams and, again, comment and share immediately. So there's, there's various platforms within social media that we can use within Organizational change before we even start to think about social media externally. Um, so, you know, your Facebook, your LinkedIn, your Twitter, mm-hmm. um, Pinterest, etc., all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And I think it, why why it's important to engage with social media, and, and I'm going to pick you up on the deploy it in your your change. Um, I think it's a mindset. And so rather than thinking about social media as a channel to get our information out, think about social media as a platform through which we create change. Mm. Because what we're doing is we're using that platform to engage in dialogue. Um, and if, if we're just thinking about social media as another channel to push out information, then we've probably, uh, we're not going to get the, the benefits out of it. But if I think about why it's, why it's valuable in change, the um, best practice getting into social media is to listen. And you've got a wonderful opportunity to listen to conversations within the organisation and the sentiment attached to them, right? You don't need to be sending out surveys because you'll be seeing very clearly the emotive responses about topics. Mm-hmm. To some extent, mm-hmm. social media is a canary in the mine shaft. You can watch these bubbles of <laughs> Or they become formal email to some leader in the organisation. You know, you can say, "Yep, that's really a pain point that's bubbling away." Um, I think, you know, so to some extent, this is meaning the change practitioner um, can be a stalker in the organisation. And <laughs> um, you know, we we talk we talk about uh, talk less, listen more, and I'm like, talk less, talk more really <laughs> on your social media.
1: That's a new role for change management professionals. I haven't heard yeah. that one yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I
0: know, I know, um, and I think so. If if I think about it, yeah, um, you can host some dialogues about topics mm-hmm. that can be at any stage of the change. That can be at the beginning of the change when you're actually wanting to come up with the idea. Uh, it can be mid-flight when you're wanting to track how you're progressing on it. Um, you can create groups that attract people who are interested in your change and they know that they can come to your space as as a single source of truth. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that I've seen really powerful in the use of social media and change is that it reduces the hierarchy between leaders and employees. Mm. Um, employees will ask a CEO a question, Gamma. That they never dream of emailing them, and it's just one of the weirdest things you will ever see. <laughs> and they will ask the question without filter, and they will ask the question without consideration of, of, you know, any of the things that they might think about raising it in a really formal way. Isn't that um,
1: interesting?
0: It is. It is, and yet it remains a really safe way to do it. There's, there's about the culture of social media that um, most leaders that I work with don't take offence to it. They, they see it as moral in the, in, the, in the pub or at a bar or at a cafe. This employee would probably ask me the question in the same way. And, and so social space mm. is safe to ask things in a really you know, unloved kind of way. So I, I, I see social media as it's a channel for co creation and this is perfect for us, right? It's really hard to resist the change if you've contributed to the design and, and social media really opens that platform for contribution. Now, as you you know, one of the things that I like to do in my like change work is look at examples of future excellence. So, um, the bright spots if we're using Peter Brothers terminology. Mm-hmm. And you can easily profile people business units that are examples we're changing to social media. So, you know, there's a, there's a huge um, raft of ways that we can do things with social media in our change management efforts. Now, most of that that I've talked about is internal, inside the organisation. Mm, right. There's still, there's still opportunities to really being engaged in external social media. So take, for example, if you're, um, if you're doing a customer centricity piece in the organisation and changing the culture around customer centricity, you'd want to be engaging with your external social media team tracking the sentiment of customers um, and using that as some of the metrics of how effective you're changing. Um, equally, do you remember the used to say really bad communication of changes about the layoffs on the radio and their work. Okay. Um, so we've got the equivalent of it now with a bit about the layoffs on Twitter this morning before I got to work. Oh um, Yeah, I, look it's happened so many times and that's been a situation of where the change team have not engaged with the social media team to say, Here's you know, are about to drop, here's your talking point it actually does drop before we've had a chance to talk to employees. So if you're ever close to your social media teams, um, if you are a change practitioner that's change that has external implications. Some things that I think of when I think about why change practitioners should be doing more on social media. You
1: know, it's interesting because um when we talk about change management approaches and strategies, um, I don't often see social media included in the communications endeavours, and I'm, I'm wondering um, what your thoughts are on why some change practitioners might shy away from it.
0: <laughs> um, I'm going to sound a little bit unkind here, but I'll do it anyway. Um <laughs> I find that, as a profession, change practitioners are often dominated by control freaks. So people go into change because they don't like change and they want to control the change. Mm -hmm. Um, And they like to control things. Um, I have also found, as a profession, that change management practitioners are ridiculously slack at upskilling themselves in technology. they can be very, very old school in the use of, of technology. And I understand, look, I'm, I'm a self-admitted control freak, so um, I've got really no problems wearing that label. But I think when you start to understand the technology and the culture and, and the nuances of social media, you it, it actually becomes a great tool for control. Right. Um, <laughs> a lot of the reasons why change practitioners don't use it is that they are scared that they will lose control, that people will talk about things that they're not ready to talk about yet, that people will ask questions that they can't answer yet, um, that people will pass judgment publicly about the change. Mm -hmm. Um, And instead of recognising that as a real gift, you've just been given access to a conversation that was going to go on anyway Mm -hmm. and but you weren't actually involved in it, now you have access to that conversation and you can bring people who are really influential into that conversation. If I think about some of my work on, um, what I'm working with in organisations on Yammer, um, my role is not necessarily to answer the questions that are asked but to connect in the leaders and the executives who own the areas that people are asking questions or passing judgment on. Mm -hmm. Um, If we recognise that that judgment is a valuable contribution, then we can easily engage with that conversation and influence it, Um, improve the change based on the feedback. And and so I think conversations go on all the time. So whether they're at the water cooler, whether it's at the gym when people see each other from work, um, whether it's at the, the coffee shop downstairs, all that kind of things. And so it's not like you're actually new. The difference with social media is you get those conversations all in an open space where you can have it. Um and so that's, that's actually much more control than it had before when you actually went free to the conversation. Um a lot of change practitioners also are uncomfortable with saying, I don't know. They feel that their role is about having perfect information. And So on social media, often you'll get asked a question which you actually don't have the answer for you don't know. Um, if you're comfortable with saying, hey, that's a really great question, I'm going to have to think about that, or I'm going to have to actually ask somebody else about that, um, then you might want to use
1: social media as a channel. Yeah, it's interesting because as you're, as you're speaking, what's going through my mind is, you know, the opportunity for the real organic conversation versus resulting conversation from communication materials that you've controlled or put into the um, discussion sphere. And, you know, the social media providing that kind of insight really isn't much different than getting the insight via survey or the other types of conversation you mentioned. Um, But what does strike me as interesting is um, how change practitioners may or may not see themselves in the role of, you know, the change facilitator, because that's the job, right, to bring that information from the influential folks to bear. And so, you know, if if you're really not using this and you don't have your pulse on the company, then I think it seems like that would be more risk verse to me.
0: Uh, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's a huge risk uh, that, you know, you're living in your own, your own bubble um, around it. You know, equally, you want to be considered about how much weight do you put on a particular conversation that you've picked up on right. a particular platform. You know, you've got to keep in mind how representative is that conversation of the whole organisation or the target audience that, that you're focusing on. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to overemphasise the insights from that. Um, and that's why I think sometimes it's, it's a little bit easier to mine for insights um, through social media that's external, you know, whether it's Twitter or Facebook page, because you've got a much higher volume mm-hmm. of it. Um so that will give you a little bit more of an accurate i think that's a more accurate uh trend around the type of things that you're looking at just by nature of volume mm-hmm. than you will get internally um, but you you can still you can still achieve benchmarks internally and say well you know any post that gets over hundred likes um that's probably indicating a strong interest in that as opposed to you know, um, does it have three likes or five likes? And that will depend on your organizational norms. But over time, you should be able to create some benchmarking around your social media platforms internally um, that give you insight as to the value of that conversation. Right.
1: Right. And you know, as 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 you're talking about this, I'm imagining myself as a change communicator. You know, listening to this. Uh, podcast and saying to myself, okay, so I know that I need to pay attention to social media conversations and I I think I'm pretty clear about why. And then I think to myself, well, how can I actually, you know, leverage social media in my plan itself? Do you yeah. have any
0: thoughts yeah. on that? Yep. Yeah. Um so, uh I think one you need to do a audit of the organisation to understand what the social spaces are. Um, so, are they using Slack as a as a channel within Teams? Um, if they're using Slack as a channel with, within Teams or other platforms like that, then you know it's about asking, can you have access and and be on those Slack channels um, so that you can share information or pick up questions or be tagged if there's particular questions around that. And so applications like Slack are often used in distributed teams, um, okay. you know, uh, geographically distributed, where people are trying to keep in touch. Um, so the, the first thing is get access. Listen, watch, observe what's actually happening. What are the nuances in the culture of that platform? Get onto, whether it's Yammer or Chatter or Jive or or any of those kind of things, if there's an enterprise social network, get onto it and lurk away. So just spend a lot of time absorbing everything. Um, I, as a rule, do, I just jump onto Yammer in, in client engagements and three times a week I'll do a search on some keywords that pertinent to the change that I'm doing within a time frame, you know, with a predetermined date range and just keep an eye on conversations that might be going on that are relevant to the change that I'm working on. Mm. And either, you know, join the conversation or go, okay, that's really interesting. That group's now talking about this in that way. Um, so I make that part of the practice. Three times a week, jump on, do a targeted search through the conversation so that you're you're in charge of that. Um, set up a group that is, again, if we're talking about Yama or something like that, set up a group that represents um, a single source of truth of your particular change so that anything that you publish, whether it be an internet article or case studies or infographics or uh, presentations, um, slide share, those kind of things, you will put all of that into this particular group. Um, so if people are not going to your internet page um, yeah. but they have to go on Yammer, yeah, they'll join that group and they'll always see things coming through and have the opportunity to provide feedback on it and ask questions. Um, so I do that. Um, if it's relevant in terms of the external facing stuff, then make sure that you are part of the company's Facebook page, that you're following the LinkedIn page, that you're following the Twitter accounts, Um, and set up regular touch points with the teams that manage those accounts and just explain what it is that you're working on and get their feedback on whether they interplay with what you're talking about and whether it's worthwhile that you're being on a regular basis to understand uh, what's happening on the external platforms in relation to your change. And also, as I said, it looks like um, it is a great content to share externally, um, and it makes a lot of customers nervous. But say, for instance, you're working on a customer-centric, you know, you're actively working on a culture change piece, um, which is about being more customer-centric. Well, wouldn't you want to share that externally? <laughs> that actually becomes, um, um, you know... Imagine the power of saying our commitment to our customers is that we have this major program going on internally and here's what we're actually doing to make sure that we can give you better service or that we engage with you in a better way. Uh-huh. Um, I think... Because companies do this every day, but they don't necessarily tell their customers that they're working on changes for the customer's benefit. So right. there's real no opportunity to share internal content externally. Um, whether they be employee blog posts about the change that they're working on, um, things like that, you can you can share them. So there's some of the concrete things that I would be doing if I was um, a change comms person looking at how do we we deal with social media immediately. And the the final thing would be setting up briefings with all of your executives and key leaders. And uh-huh. to let them know, and there's no surprises, let them know that you are using social media as part of the change program. You will be calling on them to come in and comment in various platforms. Um, if they need help you're available to coach them in how to do that. But the rules of engagement are, you know, authenticity, transparency, be human, um and you know, provided you do that, you'll be be fine. But um, you need to engage with all your leaders who are involved in that change and let them know what the way forward is so that they're not blindsided by being tagged on a comment that they've got no idea about.
1: Right. Well, those really are great tangible points. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. (laughs) Um, I'm also intrigued that now we have to think of ourselves as stalkers, lurkers, and miners (laughs) in terms of where we hang out on social media in our our clients and where we can find data outside uh, the organization. So um, very very humorous. Uh, You know, one thing that you and I had talked about offline um, around this conversation was not only the importance of social media, Uh, in organizational change management work, but also how content curation is really Mm. important to make that all come together. Can you say a little bit about that, Jen?
0: Yeah, look, this is something I came across um, quite a few years ago now. I think it was was five or six years ago. When I, it was, um, let me think, Rohit Bhagava, Influential Marketing Group, he released a model of content curation uh, which suggests there's five elements of content curation. And this was primarily from marketing audience um, Mm -hmm. as people were were coming to terms with um, that a content curator is someone whose job is not to create more content, but to make sense. It's the sense-making of all the content that others are creating. Mm. And so I I thought about that in terms of organisational change. And, Theresa, you'd be well aware that one of our biggest challenges is there is so much information out there in organisations and there are so many changes dropping at the same time. Right? How can the employers possibly make sense of it all? Well, if we think about our role as content creators and say, well, there's all this content out there, but how do we... We move it forward and we use Bhagava's five elements. It actually, it just, it was a big light bulb moment for me. I was like, oh, I've got it. So the, the first is aggregation and the idea that your role is to curate the most relevant information about a particular change in a single location. Then he talks about distillation and from a change perspective, distillation means pulling out the most simple and important messages within the change agenda, so again, making sense for employees about what they have to pay attention to. Third element with content curation, his perspective, is innovation. And with this, you can curate by identifying a larger trend of insights, smaller daily meetings, and actually really amplify them. So if we think about the brightness, broad- You know Heath Brothers identifying bright spots, elevate them social media so people get. That's what we're trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. Um, He talks about mashups, and these are really interesting. Um, So they're unique curated juxtapositions where content merged to create a new point of view, Um, and these can be really interesting for getting people attention because it's kind of jarring. and you know you can really use your gap analysis to to use content that is representative of, of current and future stuff, or behaviors we don't want to support behaviors we do want to support um those kind of things and then finally, um chronology you know you can create content in with historical information to show the change journey um and so again, whether that be you know, creating infographics that so show how something's going on, um, things like that. So I really found that those five elements of content curation, when I applied it to change work, um, was really helpful to make sense of, of overload of, of information in organisations. Yeah, The challenge for change practitioners is think like a content curator um, and... And see if that doesn't
1: change how you deal with it. I love it. I love it. It's so clean. It really is. It's yeah. so clean. It even it even includes chronology. So we have some organizational history here. So that's yeah. that's great. That is really great. And it, I would really almost even think mashups would be an interesting exercise for uh, a change team to play around with. And you know. Oh, wouldn't it? Yeah, would be really really neat see what they could yeah. with, yeah, yeah. get involved in. That's
0: great. yeah And it's interesting because I, you know, when people talk to me today, I, my views change a little bit around um, when people say, how do we create cut through and, um, you know, there's so much information there. How do we make sure that people know that, you know, what we're doing or what we want them to know. And my view now is as long as you're providing, creating content that is compelling and relevant to the audience, they will share it. You actually don't need to be pushing it out. You know yeah. the challenge is how do we get something in a, in a in a format now is it is it an image, is it a meme, is it a sound bite? You know you can really look at what takes purchase online socially. And say, how could we use that in our organisations? You know, your Instagram quotes, um, using Canva to create a leadership quote that's eminently shareable in the mm organisation. So really thinking about how do people create great content that gets shared online and applying that to your change conversations. Um, And you're in a completely different space to sending out a newsletter around what we're doing now.
1: Right. 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 Yeah, that that's really really neat. It's a great yeah. topic. It really is a great topic. I, I I it never crossed my mind until you mentioned it a, a few weeks ago. Yeah. And there's really a lot yeah. of richness in it.
0: Uh, I think so. I I think it actually can be quite um I think it's a game changer for how we do our practice and It really comes down to a subtle shift of our mindset Mm -hmm. around how do we how do we engage in conversations um, more than anything else. It doesn't have to be anything more sophisticated than how we engage in the organizational conversations.
1: Right. You know, I was reading an article today by Deloitte um Dupress and uh mm-hmm. the title is leadership disrupted pushing the boundaries and it's talking about um you know the the global human capital trends at, of leadership and how it needs to become more digitally um enabled and that you know millennials are moving into the into the technology faster as we know but that in general um the leadership itself as a as a capability hasn't brought enough uh technology capability forward to handle the digital disruption in the new business model so it just, I find it to be, you know, fascinating how here we are talking about it with change management in terms of our own approaches. And, you know, companies are now starting to really wonder in their leadership development areas, you know, how are we going to make sure that our culture actually becomes more digitally um, enabled and, and, and um, versatile?
0: Oh, look, it, it is a really important question, and, and I tell you, you know, we get to work across a number of organisations. When you're in an organisation where the leadership get that, um, and they're, <laughs> excuse me, they're comfortable, with what specific risk? Um, it's a, it's they're 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 playing at another level in terms of employee engagement and cultural attributes of the organization and the capability to manage change is such a difference. Right, really is. And so, you know, we're almost
1: out of time, Jen, but I did want to ask you to see, you know, do you have some cautionary advice that you recommend that we pay attention to um, about using social media in our change management work?
0: Yeah, um, Look, I think cautionary, I would say, look, from a, a list of do's, be, be authentic and transparent. If you're asked a question, you don't know, just acknowledge that, find out and reply. Um, and then build your relationships first. So you don't walk into another space like a bar or a cafe and, and bellow, listen to me. You know, that's that's not how it works. Um, and, yeah, definitely think about your information and communication as be curated. Um, I would... Keep caution on creating accounts that represent your change. So all accounts in Social must be human. So have a project team account. Well, not you can't, and you shouldn't. Um, start, start if you're not going to continue, um, because that's the message that what you've decided on for change all of a sudden you can't share anymore, it's too risky. So um it's all in. There's no there's no just give it a little toe in the water and uh step back out of the waters too hot you know, once you're in, you've got to hang in there and, and ride out.
1: Right. That's great. So it's it's really it's really a capability in your change plan that you have to commit to up front and do the the groundwork ahead of time with the senior uh sponsors to make sure they really understand what they're getting into, um, that's what okay. I'm hearing you say, yeah, great yeah. it's always the it's always the um negative space that communicates something we don't intend, right It's stopping the activity, it's the things we don't say, it's you know the body language no one's paying attention about um it's all of that stuff that we need to really make sure is in place as we go through this work. So um thank yeah. you so much for your time and I really appreciate you know your uh raising such a important topic and you know taking the time to join us and speak about it. Oh uh,
0: look, absolute pleasure.
1: That's great. Um, Well, hopefully we can have you back again because I know you have a book coming out sometime this year, so I have to put that plug in. And it was my, you know, I didn't, this was not planned, but Jen's been busting it on a book. So um, I would love to have you back to talk about um, the book and what, you know, and what you see it contributing as well to the field.
0: Uh, I couldn't say no now for (laughs) Teresa.
1: Well, I appreciate that. All right. Well, listen, thanks again, and um, we'll be in touch, and uh, appreciate all your information on social media. Thanks, Teresa. Bye-bye.
0: We hope you've enjoyed listening to today's podcast with Teresa Moulton of Change Management Review and Dr. Jennifer Fram, Director of Conversations of Change. Be sure to check out our website, at changemanagementreview.com. We also invite you to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and join us on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening.